0: my love welcome to the fairly bold podcast i am super happy that you are here my name is eugenia but you can call me e here we talk everything related to femininity leadership relationships so i truly truly hope that you enjoy this episode today i think that this year has challenged a lot of our perspectives so it is a perfect time to really talk about our identity. And this is one of those deep topics. Um, I would like to tell you that I have a glass of wine with me, but I don't. I have a bottle of water, <laughs> but this will do. I'll I'll let you do it, please do it for me. I, I, I didn't think of that, but this episode, this episode definitely allows for a glass of, of wine. If that's your thing. So last week, Edgar and I celebrated our two-month anniversary. Yes, it was a COVID wedding, and a lot of people got their wedding plans changed because of COVID. We were originally, actually, when we got engaged, we thought about getting married a month after getting engaged. So we got engaged in December of 2019, and we were like, let's just have a small intimate wedding in January. But then we were like, you know what, this is going to be our only wedding, so let's have a decent wedding so we postponed it till april and we were planning on doing it in april but then when covid hit and with the lockdowns it was very very obvious that we were not going to be able to to have our wedding so fast forward to august we started thinking about having our wedding soon again and we were in constant communication with our venue matilda from the mayfair is amazing if you're in miami i highly highly recommend her so finally when the major gave the go and the green light to have a small, very, very small intimate wedding, we were approved to have our wedding. So we basically planned the whole thing in a month. We had a lot of preparation done already for our wedding in April, but we had to figure out a lot of things. We had to leave out a lot of really special people, people from my family that couldn't make it. But at the end of the day, um, I'm super grateful that it was all about it celebrating the love, celebrating the commitment, and the people that were there were truly happy for us, and it was such a beautiful and and just precious memory. So yeah, I can tell you that regardless of minor details, I am super pleased with the final result. But then after the wedding, something interesting happened. It was when we had the conversation about changing my last name. And that was a conversation that we had been having for a while. We had been talking about it, I think, even before getting engaged, just like trying to understand the other person and trying to understand what the other person's perspective was when it came to taking your husband's last name. And at first, I was completely against it the first time we talked about it. I love the idea. I I think that it's very, very special having just one name as a family. But there were many things that made me uncomfortable. I later discovered that it was all about my identity. I was afraid of losing myself, of letting go of who I am, of who I was. I didn't want to give my husband more importance than me. Ultimately, I was truly afraid of letting go of myself. So that led me thinking, like I would tell to myself, if you don't wanna change your last name, that's perfectly fine. At least just make sure that there's not pride or fear underneath that choice. You know, that I don't like making choices based on fear. I like to make my choices based on love and what I know and feel it's best. So um, I really had to make sure here. And I realized that the reason that I was afraid is because I was struggling with my identity. And here is when this topic gets philosophical to a point. So what makes you, you? Think about how you introduce yourself. You say, hi, nice to meet you. My name is XYZ. I am from this place. And that's a conversation starter. Every time someone senses my accent or they they can feel my accent, they immediately ask me, where are you from? So asking where are you from is a basis to really build who you are both for yourself and for the people around you so the problem is that a lot has changed in the past five years i had to leave venezuela in 2015 because of the political crisis and right now i haven't been able to go back and i don't know when i'm gonna be able to crazy story i don't even have a passport because we have a huge issue with the government and we don't have a place to just go and get a passport it would have to pay like seven hundred dollars it's crazy so i don't really have a country to go back to i'm not truly from this country either i'm living here legally but it's not truly i'm not truly american so that leaves me very confused in terms of who i am And then I kept thinking, is my identity defined by the things that make me uniquely myself? And I have changed so much in these past years. My preferences, even the music that I listen to, my mom says that the clothes that I wear, she's like, I would have never bought you things that you have gotten for yourself now. So I I have changed a lot. and, And I feel like even friendships that I had before, we grew apart and we became different people. So... In that sense i'm not the same person that was in venezuela so then i was like okay okay we are not where we are from clearly because i'm me even though if i'm in this weird limbo right now we are not our preferences because those change a lot so maybe we are our bodies like am i me because i look the way i look and then if someone looks at me at the street they recognize me but then it didn't make sense because my body has changed throughout my life even You know, scientifically speaking, from the minute of conception, we are a person, we are alive. All of our genetical information is stored in that initial fetus and that initial conception. So I was a person, I was me. At that time of conception i was me i changed during those nine months my body changed but my genetic information stayed the same and then i was born and i continued growing and if a person met me when i was two years old if that person was to see me today they wouldn't probably recognize me because i've changed so much physically and what about people that change their looks there's people in hollywood i'm not gonna name names but there's people in hollywood that When you look at their first movies and you look at their latest movies you think that they hired a doppelganger in las vegas to take care of their job because they wanted to retire they look completely different because of plastic surgery yet they are still there so clearly our bodies don't make us who we are so then i was like okay i am not where i'm from i am not my preferences i am not my body so maybe i am my memories maybe i am me because i've lived all of these experiences and I have all these memories and those memories make me who I am. But then I kept thinking, what if I had a car accident? <laughs> God willing, it doesn't happen. What if I had a car accident and I sadly lost my memory? What if that happened? Would I stop being me? Would I stop being this person? What if I, for some reason, I had to be put on you know, medical coma for... Two months would I stop being a person for those two months? Would I stop being me? And even without being too dramatic about my future and what could happen, Alzheimer's disease. People that are sick with Alzheimer's often forget a lot about who they were, and about and about their past and about their families. That doesn't mean that they are not them anymore. So I was, mind you, I was still figuring out what makes me me. So we have. It's not where I'm from, it's not my preferences, it's not my body, it's not my memories. So what is it? Since I couldn't find an answer for this, I realized that the only constant of my personhood throughout the years was my last name. The only thing that gave evidence of the person I am was my last name. I have changed a lot, yet I've always been eugenia morgado so that was my my identity holder not my country because i didn't have one anymore not my preferences because they had changed so much not my memories because there's things that we remember that are not even exact as the way they happened um not even my body because my body has changed from the minute of conception to what I am now, my last name had always been my last name. So I didn't want to let go of that. And I realized that I didn't want to let go of that because that was defining my identity. I was basing my identity and who I was and the person that I had changed so much throughout the years, but was somehow still the same person. Everything that was holding that person together was my last name. I didn't want to go of the last one thing that had remained constant for the past 28 years of my life. And just like that, I understood that we are only afraid of losing what we believe or what we think deeply in our heart that doesn't belong to us. So I was holding on to this external validation. I was holding on to this last name because I didn't know who I was or where was my identity. I was afraid of losing it because I didn't feel like it belonged to me so here's where my road to understanding my identity happened and this was my experience and this is my conclusion and i don't want to push my beliefs upon anyone else i want i want you to be super clear on that i just want to tell you about my experience and about how i reached my conclusions in case you are going through something similar and you want to look into these things and of course you are completely free to accept it in your life, but I truly invite you to listen to this part because it can be very revealing in your life and and it can open many opportunities for you. So disclaimer aside, through doing a lot of soul searching and reading philosophers and reading my Bible, which I love, and truly challenging what i believed about the bible what i believed about god and just going to a world of apologetics and just trying to understand that in, on a deeper level i was able to fully understand that my identity was not attached to a passing qualification such as my last name my identity was attached to what was eternal and that is God. And having that understanding, not only mentally, but also emotionally, gave me so much freedom because it not only freed me to have the last name that I wanted, it also freed me from whatever happens in the future, any country I'm in, in the future, whatever happens to my body, whatever happened to my preferences, my identity is not defined or rooted in those external aspects. That are so changing. My identity is rooted in God, and that is really, really liberating. And this is gonna be probably the most Bible heavy episode I've done. And I don't like quoting scripture like one off verses because I feel like if you don't have the context, you don't fully understand what the verse is saying. And, you know, I've seen, and you've probably seen, so many people using the Bible to manipulate other people and to just justify whatever they want to justify. So I am super cautious of never using one of scriptures, but I truly, there are three Bible verses that have made a huge difference in just the way I approach this topic. And you know, when I wrote them down for today's episode, I made sure that I wasn't uh, misinterpreting the context. Still, I am not a theologian. But I think I'm getting the right context. So three truths that were super liberating were that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God created me for a purpose, with a mission, even before I got to this earth. God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And I have all these verses linked down below if you want to go reference them. And the reason that I had to go study the reliability of the Bible before being able to root my identity on God and who He says I am, it's because I I didn't want to use the Bible as a motivational tool, as a mantra, nothing wrong with just motivational moments. I love a good Tony Robbins video, but the Bible is deeper than that. And I wanted to make sure that it was truth. So the Bible is a historically accurate document. It's extremely reliable. When we compare it to other history books that we study in school, actually the Bible stands even stronger than most of the most famous history books because of how reliable it is and and just how different events historic events were related on the Bible that were accurate. There are versions of the gospels that are in their original language. Many scholars agree that they are, they all say the same. So we can agree that the Bible is historically accurate. So now we go and, or I went and decided if it was truly a document with the word of God, or if it was a wisdom book or recommendations book. And to reach that conclusion, you first need to ask yourself, do you believe that there is a God? Do you believe that God created men? And the answer for me was absolutely yes. Our creation and the way we were created suggests a creator and even astronomers are always, their last conclusion is that they don't know who initiated the creation. And just our personhood and and how the creation always looks like the creator. So our condition of personhood has to come from a God. So I do believe that there is a God. I do believe that the Bible is real. Then you have to go and Think. do you believe that Jesus existed? And here it was a little bit easier because there is historical information about Jesus's existence. There were so many documents, both from Christians and non-Christians. So this guy named Jesus, he was on earth. He was saying all these things that he was saying. He was saying that he was the son of God, all these things. And then it comes a question, do you believe that Jesus was the son of God? and here's where many people start doubting and the whole point of this is based on the resurrection and how there's even evidence of the resurrection and there's even documentation of over 500 people having seen Jesus resurrected and experts have said that a mass hallucination like that was not really possible at the time. So. I do believe that Jesus was the Son of God or is the Son of God. I do believe that God exists. I do believe that the Bible is a reliable book. And I do believe that the Bible is the Word of God and the Word of Jesus. And I do believe in the Holy Spirit. So since I believe in all these things, I can believe in what the Bible says about me. I can take. What the Bible says, of course, reading context, reading the whole book, not just taking one little line, reading how that relates to other Bible verses, because the Bible is not contradicting itself. The Bible, it's very complementary. But <laughs> coming back to the identity topic, since I believe the Bible is the inspired word of God, I am confidently able to believe that the Bible has authority over my life and has truth over my creation. And the Bible says over and over again, how God prepared me for a purpose, how God created me for good works, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God created me for a purpose and with a mission, even before I got to this earth. That is crazy. That is crazy for me. And God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, which is why we can read about God and who he is in the whole Bible without ignoring certain aspects. That's why context is so important. So by anchoring my identity to God, I was able to finally rest in the knowledge that even when my body changes, my memory changes even when my preference change even when you know my nationality has kind of changed none of these things make me who i am neither does my last name because my identity is not attached to a piece of paper of someone saying that that's my last name my identity is so much deeper than that my identity was established even before i got to this earth so think about that and to me, understanding that, as I said, on both a rational and emotional level, truly lived a weight off my shoulders because I didn't need to depend on external changing factors to be anchored in my identity. And as, I, as I'm reading my notes, I don't want to like fully read you the script, but I truly felt this little part that I wrote here. My identity comes from a God that never changes, that is stable even when my understanding of Him is not. It was the encouragement I needed to finally reach a conclusion that would put my mind at ease. So yeah, basically I haven't deeply understood many things about God my whole life, but that doesn't mean that God has been different or that my identity has been different. He has been the same. I have been the same. Even when my understanding, my wisdom, my preferences change. So once I was free from the attachment of needing my last name for validation, I was able to be completely free to embrace all the beauty that comes from taking my husband's last name. There are many. I'm going to mention three. First, we are one and many people wait until they have kids to change their last name because for just legal reasons, it's just better to have your kid's last name. It's very practical, but I didn't want to wait until my kids got here to be a united family. I didn't want to be I didn't want to be the type of marriage that had the kids anchoring the marriage. I want to be a marriage where the kids were anchored to a strong relationship. So I really I really felt that it was special to be one even before we had kids. Another reason is that I don't need a last name to prove that I believe in the equality of the genders and I believe in equal opportunities for both men and women. Suddenly, the world wants to make a political statement out of everything. And everything that's traditional is considered demeaning for women or the patriarchy affecting women. And to some extent, yes, there are many structures that were set by men that were oppressive towards women. But I don't believe that taking your husband's last name is necessarily one of them because I still have a voice in my house. My husband respects me so much. He listens to me. I'm usually way more intense than him. He's way more patient and cool minded. And I've never felt like I had to quiet myself in order to be accepted in my marriage. So me taking my last name, doesn't mean that I am less than my husband or that I am putting myself below him and as I quickly mentioned on the first point honestly it's very convenient because my name my legal passport name is Eugenia Morgado can you imagine myself for five years in this country first of all spelling my name I don't say Eugenia anymore. I say Eugenia because it sounds easier to pronounce. I'm not gonna make anyone say Eugenia. So now everyone calls me E and that's just easier for everyone instead of calling me Eugenia. Eugenia Morgalo, I'm like, mom, you, you honestly, you didn't think this through when you named me. I feel like you could have used a more international name like Catherine, Sabrina, Carla, I don't know, Andrea, something that's more international. Well, whatever, whatever. My name, I love my name, but it's not very practical. So now Eugenia Wu sounds so much better. It's so much easier because after spelling my seven letter first name, I just go and say W-O-O for my last name and that's it. So way, way easier. Plus, I really like that we are both E E-W-O. That's super cheesy. I, I am not a cheesy person. I am not. Honestly, I always thought of myself as the Grinch of love. Like I am not the type of person who's like, oh my God, that's so cute ever. But wait until you find yourself in the cheesiness situation. And it's, it's truly cute. I truly, truly like it. At the end of the day this was a choice that was heavily considered it was very thought out uh, i really really made sure to make the right choice for me um as a person and for us as a family do i think that everyone should get their husband's last name absolutely not there are so many reasons and i cannot understand everyone else's situation but if you feel like you are attaching to your last name for identity i would highly 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 recommend you think about this again think about your identity think about what you are allowing to define you and if maybe you want to to really go deeper and explore where your identity comes from do i think that men could take the woman's last name my friend romina recommended this she was like why don't we do that and I, i'm sure i i don't see why not i mean at some point if someone wants to do it good for them. That just wasn't our case. Or, or a hyphen situation. The hyphen situation is a little bit too Kardashian for me. I mean, the hyphen situation, it's for when you really love your last name or you are like famous and your brand is your last name. So you cannot change it because then you would lose brand recognition. So then you do a hyphen situation, Kardashian West, even though Juliana Depandi from news she changed her name to Juliana Rancic. And now For a minute, I couldn't even remember that she was Juliana Depandi 15 years ago. I don't know how long ago. But yeah, if it's for branding, I agree with the hyphen situation. If not, it's too trendy for me. I feel like it's not gonna be cool in 10 years. I don't know. I might listen to this again in 10 years and be like, girl, everyone does hyphen. Like, what are you talking about? But as of right now, that was my least favorite option for sure. So at the end of the day, these conversations on Fairly Bold, are designed to get you thinking about these issues, to really find the best answer for you, to give you different perspectives, different resources, and to make the best decision for you, because ultimately that's what the feminism movement wants, right, originally. To have women with the capacity to decide, but how are we gonna decide if we don't think about these things? So I just wanna get you thinking, make the right choice, and if you can go and send me a DM, And tell me, what's your perspective on this? Would you take your husband's last name? Did you, like, are you married and did you take your husband's last name? Did he take yours or you didn't? Do you think it was the best choice? I would love to hear about that. Remember, that last name, having your husband's last name is not gonna be the defining factor for your femininity and you don't need your husband's last name to define you either. Let's say you were never close to your family, but then you love your husband's family, so you wanna take his last name. So now your identity is the identity of a person who has a wonderful family. That's not how it works either. The last name shouldn't define your identity. That is not the purpose of it. And I just wanna encourage you to think, let me know what was your conclusion. And as always, I would, Highly appreciate it if you could leave me a five star review on iTunes and follow me on Spotify because that truly, 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 truly helps the podcast grow. Because the more reviews I have and the more followers I have on the channel, the podcast algorithm kind of understands that there's something cool happening here. So, thank you once again for listening, for sharing your thoughts and your ideas with me. I cannot wait to see you again very, very soon.